Hello, hello, hi. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, but welcome to my podcast. Welcome to Divine Feminine Podcast. My name is Taylor, um, and this is my first episode. This is my first anything. Um, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I felt the need to use a different platform to talk about things. Um, and a lot of you requested that I start a podcast. A lot of you said I had a really nice, relaxing voice. <laughs> okay. Um, so with this podcast, I really want to talk about things that are not talked about. Um, the first episode is just kind of going to be about me, my life story, um, coming into spirituality a little bit. Um, but we'll have like a whole episode about spirituality. But some other topics that, or ideas I have for other episodes, um, like talking about being a healer and an empath, toxic relationships, um, death, paranormal, sex, weed, abandonment, psychedelics, tarot cards, anything that you want to talk about, baby doll, we can talk about on here. Um, this is just for fun for me. I like. I just want you guys to have a space where you feel safe. And you feel like um, you can talk about things or you can listen to things that aren't really talked about. So um, I'm just going to introduce myself, give a little about me. um, And I'm really excited for the future of these episodes. I think it's so important to talk about things that are rarely rarely talked about. So let's go. My name is Taylor. I think I've said that 52 times. Um, I grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota, and I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I am 22 years old. My birthday is December 17th, 1997, because I know some of you want to know my signs. I'm a Sagittarius sun, Cancer moon, Aquarius rising. So I'm a baby. I cry, and I laugh a lot and I'm goofy as fuck I'm so goofy (laughs) um I don't know I just really enjoy life and I'm here to spread love and spread positivity and to make other to make others feel good that's what I love to do I love 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 giving um I am such a giver I grew up with just my mom um and my grandma raised me so my mom had me she was 19 um I like I said my grandma raised me also so it was just my mom and my grandma I'm an only child um I've never met my dad so um I he was around like he was there at the hospital and was born but I've never met him and that will be like a whole different episode but I just it's kind of like a little summary of my life um, cause there's a lot, <laughs> um, but I've never met my dad. And so that's been a thing I've on and off struggled with for a little bit. Um, I had a really great childhood. I had a lot of friends. I played hockey. I went to Catholic school <laughs> from preschool to college. And we can talk about that also. Um, that was a big part of my life. Um, not so much being like Catholic or anything, but my school and wearing a school uniform and 
such things like that. But um, I truly wouldn't be who I am without any of the experiences that I've gone through. Um, And I grew up and I had, like I said, I had a lot of friends. I had a really as normal as possible childhood. I have very crazy family members. (laughs) We all do, do we not? Um, and growing up, I feel like I tried to, I'm very optimistic. I'm a very optimistic person. I want to, I am bubbly and I am happy because I just want to make people feel good. I don't want, I hate the, I hate the anxiety of confrontation. I hate being yelled at. So I'm very much so, um, kind of got walked all over when I was growing up because I am so nice and because I used to not stand up for myself and I still struggle with that. Um, all of my uncles are all my uncles, two of my uncles, they're alcoholics. Um, my mom struggles and my dad struggles and I'm the only one in my family who does not drink. I smoke weed. I love weed. Weed will be a whole nother episode on itself. Um, but growing up, I, feel like I kind of just blocked out the negativity and I just try to make things as good as possible even though I feel like I caused me a lot of trauma um being positive all the time and not being able to show your true emotions I was constantly called too sensitive I was constantly called too dramatic I was constantly whatever and it really hurt my feelings I feel like my feelings were never really validated I feel like I was constantly kind of gaslighted, gaslit, but I was very privileged growing up. Um, So I grew up and in 2014, so, or 2011, excuse me, I'm taking all this in one take. I have no idea how to edit. I know nothing. Um, In 2011, my grandma was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. Um, When I say me and my grandma were very close, she was my rock. She was my other half. I literally would tell my mom, I love grandma more than you all the time. It was horrible, but I, my grandma just got me. She's a Virgo queen and she's a healer and she was a nurse and she, we just loved each other. We had a very different bond. Um, but in 2011, my grandma was diagnosed with breast cancer, stage four. Um, and I think that's when I started the Dark Night of the Soul. So Dark Night of the Soul is um, basically just a bunch of traumatic shit that happens to you. Um, you're very lost and you're very alone and it's depression and it's anxiety. It's it's very hard on you. Um, if you feel like you're going through the Dark Night of Soul, you can just straight up Google it and it will give you like all the quote unquote symptoms signs um anyways so my grandma was diagnosed and she was diagnosed in March of 2011 and then died of August 2011 August 14th 2011 so it was what April May June July August five months um and that was really sorry I might start crying that was really really hard on me my grandma was my best friend Um, and watching someone when you're 13 years old deteriorate in front of your eyes, 
I'm so sorry. It's really hard. Um, and it was really hard on my mom. It was really hard on a lot of my family. Um, but it was really hard on me. And I think she knew that. It's just hard to watch someone you love just be there and then they're gone. It's It was really hard for me, um, especially with cancer. It's um, It just takes everything away from that person. And it's sad. It's, it was a really hard time for me. So that was the dark night of the soul, the beginning of it. And I was only in middle school. Um, middle school is hard. I, the girls are bitchy. <laughs> the girls are mean in middle school and going to a Catholic private school was also hard. Um, so then fast forward two years later, um, my mom is diagnosed. So 2000, well, maybe like it was a year and a half. Um, 2012, my mom was diagnosed with stage four, or excuse me, stage two breast cancer. Um, so she, my mom is doing okay right now. She's great, actually. Well, we don't really talk right now, but <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. Um, my mom was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer, and she went through chemo and radiation. And so I was a sophomore in high school. Imagine you are a sophomore in high school, um, you're depressed, uh, it's high school, girls are still bitchy, I don't fit in with anybody, I never felt like I had, like, a group of friends in high school, I very much so, like, jumped from people to people, I just don't, I just never liked being in group, I like being friends with everybody, um, so, but just imagine you're in high school, and you already hate school because you're not good at it. So the anxiety of that, the anxiety of um, hating your body, the anxiety of your mom could die just like your grandma. Um, so that was, it was a lot. I was extremely depressed. I was self-harming. I was crying every single day. I don't remember a day where I didn't cry. Um, I would start getting headaches every single day. Um, every single day I would get a headache. And I finally got to the point, I was like, I think something's wrong with me. Do I have a brain tumor or no? Because something is wrong with me. And, um, I went to urgent care. I remember because I remember I, like the first, I started noticing it. Um, I was like, I think I just need to go to urgent care. So I went to urgent care and they said, don't you have insomnia. And I was like, okay, what the fuck is insomnia? And well, I feel like we all kind of know insomnia is just like when you cannot sleep or you're sleeping too much or you're just tired, whatever. So I got diagnosed with that. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess I'll sleep more, but I feel like I sleep fine and whatever. So I, um, went along and I still got headaches every single day. And so I went to a children's hospital and they did some MRIs and nobody, this went on for like a few years. Nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. Um, and so they just put me on medication, medication, whatever. So fast forward, um, this is just kind of like a summary in my life. Fast forward, or I guess just my life story. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> my brain is like, no, no, no. Um, I, 2016, I just graduated high school and it's time to go to college. Um, my mom is doing better and I just kind of got out of a toxic relationship in high school. That was, that was hard on me. I, yeah, that relationship was hard. Everything for me kind of just felt like shit in high school. So I was really excited to graduate. I was really excited to finally like go to college, be this big girl, you know, figure out like, oh my God, like, okay, I can do this. So I really wanted to go out state and I applied to Kansas State University. I got in. My mom was like, you don't want to go. So I was like, okay. So then I decided to go to the College of St. Benedict, an all girls college. An all girls college. (laughs) What the fuck? Um, so at this point, I, whatever, I get to college, and I'm like, this is going to be great, this is, I'm going to grow, and I'm going to get my, um, degree as an elementary education teacher, because I love kids, and I really wanted to be a teacher, so, you know, I got this whole plan, and then, like, a few, maybe, like, a month or so in, I'm miserable, I am miserable, I'm laying, I'm not even, like, I think towards the end of the semester, the, our first semester, I was not even going to our classes. I had really good grades. I did the work. I just like physically, mentally, I was done. I did not want to be here anymore. I felt very lost. And I just like was like, this is not for me. I mentally, physically cannot feel myself, see myself doing this for another four fucking years, like, what the fuck, I was having sex a lot, I was drinking a lot, and I'm just not a drinker, and not that there's anything wrong with, you know, banging, shanging, fanging, wanging, whatever, I just was doing it to the point where I feel like I was trying to numb some things, and just, mm, it just wasn't who I was, wasn't, I didn't feel like I was being myself I felt very still lost and so I was like I think I'm gonna drop out and so I it's Christmas break and the semester I don't even think is over I don't even know honestly I go home and I tell my mom that I am extremely depressed and like I truly do not want to be here so she signed she we go to prairie care whatever and she was not, I don't, I don't know, my mom just clearly did not believe me, um, so I did not stay in outpatient treatment, I still, like, I felt, like, kind of crazy, because my mom was telling me that, like, I'm just making these things up, so I just stopped going, I was just, like, I'm, whatever, so then a few days later, I text her, and I go, I'm not, I'm sitting on the toilet, okay, I'm sitting on the toilet and I text my mom, I'm not going back to college. This is 2016, 2017 beginning, or 2016, end of 2016. And she is like basically freaked when I tell you my mom freaked out on me. My mom freaked the fuck out of me. She kicked me out of my house. I was, I had nowhere to go. She turned off my phone. She took my, like, car, everything. It was, (laughs) oh, my God, this is just, like, the beginning. 
she took everything she freaked the fuck out of me so I was just like okay I have to figure something out so I text my uncle just like I'm going to need a place to stay I don't have anywhere else to stay I don't have another parent I don't have any other grandparents I don't talk to my dad's side of my family I don't even talk to my dad where the fuck am I supposed to go so he's like, you can sleep on my couch, whatever, like him and his girlfriend at the time were like, you can sleep on our couch, you're always more than welcome. Um, so I'm sleeping on their couch and my mom is like posting things about me on Facebook. My mom like, like changed the locks on the doors. Like my mom, just because I dropped out of college, mind you, this is just because I dropped out of college. My mom like sent me emails calling me a bitch calling me the c word see you next tuesday and i'm like 19 years old 18 19 and i'm just like oh my god is this real life is this real life so um fast forward like january 2017 i am still sleeping on my mom or on my uncle's couch my mom is still being the most giant bitch that there fucking is um and she just was so mean to me. She was, she's like, you're a loser. You're not, you're not going to fucking do anything. She was so mean to me. <sighs> so then I meet this guy. <laughs> I meet this guy and, you know, I, we like, quote unquote, just like really hit it off really fast. Like, I was like, I love you. Like a few days into it, like I went to his house the first, like, like the first few days of us meeting it was like we're in love we're in love we're in love like I'm blinded and I was like probably went into it so fast because I didn't have anybody else I finally had someone that who quote unquote loved me and adored me and was giving me the validation that my mom wasn't giving me the uh, the one other person that I want validation from And I finally have this guy who, uh, excuse me, clearly has a ton of red flags that I'm just going to ignore right away. But you know what? I'm 19 years old. I got kicked out of my house. I'm basically homeless at this point. Um, Dropped out of college. What, What else? Whatever. What else could go wrong? So let's talk about this relationship. Um, Let's talk about this relationship. So I meet this guy and we really, like I said, hit it off. Um, We started dating like maybe two dating, two weeks after we met. I moved in with him um, two weeks after we met, two or maybe tops three. Moved in with him, um, like we got on the same cell phone plan together he let me use his car. My mom literally showed up to his house one day, found his address on Google, showed up to his house, and got my car towed. <laughs> it was, well, I should say it was my mom's at the time, but I was driving it, and she straight up found his address and got that shit towed fast as fuck. So I didn't have a car either. I had nothing. I literally had nothing. I didn't have a phone that worked. I just had this a laptop basically and the clothes. Um, I'm so sorry if you can hear construction. So um, you know what? I was like, fuck, like whatever. So um, I feel like I should save 
this story for a whole other episode. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about toxic, like toxic men right now. Um, so we start, I start seeing red flags, like even two weeks in, his ex-girlfriend is popping up. And we, we know, we know where this is going. Um, his ex-girlfriend is messaging him still a lot. He's messaging his ex-girlfriend. Um, and I'm just like, dude, if you like her, just tell me, like, break up with me. I will, like, it's fine. Like, I will figure it out. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, and he's in tears, you know, you know, that game, you know, that act, the, the gaslighting. No, no, no. Like, I don't, uh, fuck her, fuck her. But still behind my back is talking to her and meeting up with her and things like that but making me feel like I'm the crazy one making me feel like and he, she's literally sending me proof and me being the naive naive little 19 year old self just ignoring every red please first red flag just run baby doll just run 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 you I'm telling you right now do not put yourself in the position that I put myself in because it hurts and it's traumatic and I still have PTSD from it. Um, so I have all these red flags and he starts becoming pretty emotionally abusive towards me, calling me like a whore, not letting me see my friends, um, just like little things like that, little things. Um, so I was just like, I, I don't have anywhere to go. I don't know what to do. I'm very lost. I feel so alone. Um, and then a few months into it, he starts getting physically abusive. So, um, pushing me and, um, him and his brother would fight in front of me, like fist fight. I had to call the 911 on them. Just like things for even just like, I don't even know what I would do. I would be, I would cry and cry and he would get in my face and he'd be like, why the fuck are you crying? And I'm just like, I'm just so like, I'm just me and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And you're just fucking yelling at me all the time because I'm crying and because you're just being an asshole. And so he kept on being an asshole and, um, was physically abusive with me, but I was a crazy one, and I was the dramatic one, and I was this, and I was that, and I don't do this, and I nag, and I can't take no for an answer. It's just like, I literally would ask him to go to the beach, and he would freak the fuck out of me. Ladies, I'm telling you right now, watch for the signs. They will give them to you ASAP fucking Rocky. They will give you the signs in the beginning. Please do not ignore them. I love you too much to get hurt the way I got hurt. Um, and it was also really hard because I was like, okay, so my my boyfriend hates me. My mom hates me. The two people that, like, I'm supposed to trust and have, like, the most love for me absolutely, like, do not want anything to do with me because I'm just doing me and doing what makes me happy. So that was hard. That was really hard. Um, it was a lot of gaslighting, a lot of tears. And even like one night, I don't know what, like he would like drag me up the stairs by my, by my shoulders, by my clothes. And one night we got in a really big fight. He literally, like, I had just had bins of like my makeup, bins of my clothes, bins of my shoes. And he, it was pitch blackout. 
he grabbed all of my stuff, all my makeup, my blow dryer, my shoe, everything you can think of that was mine. He threw it outside and him and his mom watched me pick up everything by myself in the pitch black dark, standing outside calling me a whore. For what? I don't even, I didn't even cheat or anything. But this is, I'm here to tell you that you do not deserve that. Don't let them, don't let anyone, a boy or a girl, push you around like that. Don't let anyone think you're fucking crazy for sticking up for you, for sticking up for yourself. And I am so happy that he broke up with me. Um, It was just a lot. It was a lot, a lot. And it was tiring. And I just got to the point where I was like, holding on for dear life because it was like a security blanket for me he was a security blanket for six months um six months of traumatic ass shit but he was a security blanket for me and it took me such a long time to even feel okay again like I still get really triggered to this day it's been three four years I still get extremely triggered and I it's a work in progress but it's a work it's it's something I had to go through and it sucks. And I don't think anybody deserves to go through that whatsoever, but I would not be who I am if it wasn't for that relationship. If it wasn't for, I would not be like the strong bitch I am. If it wasn't for him making me feel so low that I had to realize my worth, I had to rise up and be like, well, no, 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 no. I will never go through this in a relationship again. And I haven't been in a relationship since then. I've been single for three to four years. You can be alone. It's okay to be alone. It's it's so beautiful to learn how to be by yourself, to not jump from a relationship to relationship because you're not healing yourself. And when you're not healing yourself, you're only going to hurt others. And that's what I see a lot of guys doing. And I see a lot of girls doing that also is jumping from a relationship to relationship you need to learn yourself you need to learn your boundaries you need to have boundaries even before you go into a relationship you need to know what you want you need to know what you want in a relationship you need to know what you want in a partner you need to know what your needs are we all have needs and we all have certain needs that need to be met and basic needs of just being treated with respect, being treated with kindness, being treated like a decent human being, de- being treated like a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend. You deserve to be treated like a human being and not some toy. Um, that relationship was really hard for me. And it's still, like I said, something that I get triggered by till this day, to this day. But I am such a strong ass bitch because of him and I am eternally grateful for the universe having to put me through that lesson I know it's a really weird way to look at it but you have to realize that everything happens for a reason you are here to tell your story people need to hear the experiences that you've gone through I wouldn't be here today sitting here hoping that my story helps somebody else that is a relationship like I was, that you're not alone, you're not a whore, you're not fucking crazy. They are gaslighting you and they are making you feel crazy and making you feel like you're asking for too much when you're not. Um, Have boundaries, have 
respect for yourself to tell the other person that that is not how you treat me. That is not the way I'm going to be treated because I am a boss ass bitch. I'm a boss ass man. I'm a boss ass woman. I'm a boss ass they. I'm a boss ass them. Whoever you are, you deserve good things. And that is something I had to learn throughout life that I don't deserve these. I never deserved any of the hardships that I've gone through. I didn't deserve my mom freaking out on me and being bipolar and her not dealing with her bipolar issue. That's not on me. I didn't deserve my dad not having the pleasure. Someone said, your dad didn't leave you. Your dad never had the pleasure of meeting you. Your mom never left you. Your mom just never had the pleasure of meeting you. Think about that. It's hard. It's hard to look at people and not have these expectations for them. But we have to look at other human beings. Besides fucking Donald Trump. Fuck that. I don't have any empathy for him or anybody that supports him. Anybody that is like Jeffrey Epstein. Whatever. Look at your friends. Look at the people that you truly care about. Look at your your parents. Look at your siblings. Look at whoever. Realize that we are all human beings who have all gone through experiences. I had to forgive my dad um, because he's only, he only, how do I put this? He can only act in a certain way because he was raised a certain way. He was left on the doorstep with a broken leg by his own mom on a random person's doorstep. in in foster care. He was, he was hurting and I hurt for him. I have so much empathy for him. Even though I've never met him, he fucking screwed me over a little bit, but he's a human being who went through human being hurt and human being experiences. And he only, he's a product of what his, his, a product of what his environment was. He didn't have that nurture. He did not have that nurturing. And that is a big thing with how people act is people are going to treat you the way that they treat you because it's a reflection of themselves. It's a reflection of their insecurities. It's like the whole point of life, I guess, is something that's really hard is to not take anything personal. You are living your own life. So when your mom, when your dad, when your boyfriend, whatever, that's, that's on them. You are your own person who you are here for a purpose. Um, and after that relationship, I had this huge spiritual awakening, which I want to save for a whole nother podcast. But my spiritual awakening saved my life. It, I was reborn. I, am, I wish you guys would have seen like the sad little Tay, little Taylor three years ago who was crying in her ex-boyfriend's bed, wondering why he will never like her. And now I'm sitting here recording this podcast and reaching out to you guys and becoming stronger in who I am and becoming stronger in my spirituality and becoming more confident in myself because I'm who matters. My life is not supposed to be made for anybody else. My life is, my purpose here is to give. My purpose here is to love. My purpose here is to spread love and light. And I'm going to make my world a kinder place. 
And I'm going to make you feel like there is hope for you and that you have a purpose and that I'm going to help you see your gifts because each and single one of you have a gift. And I know you've gone through some hard shit. I know you've gone through stuff that I couldn't even imagine going through. But look at you. Look at you, love bugs. You have grown and you're glowing and you're thriving and life is going to hand you shit sometimes, but the universe will not, the universe wouldn't hand you things that you couldn't, you couldn't handle. What you give is what you're given. What the energy that you put out is what you give back. And yeah, you're a giver and you're waiting for that time where you're like, okay, lady, okay, Taylor, I'm giving and I have not received anything back. I'm waiting for my time too. But look at the the little things in life. Look at just you even making someone laugh or you just being alive is a gift and it's a gift for everybody's for everybody else that your that your soul, your soul affects everybody else. If you were not here, oh my god, the chaos, the everything would be different. If you were not here, everything would be different and never doubt that. Um, it's hard being in this world, being a healer and being an empath, but I just want you guys to realize that you have a purpose and I'm going to make sure that you are not going to feel alone. This is a safe place. Um, I'm going to shuffle one angel card just to end this podcast. My hands are tingling. I feel really good right now. I know this was maybe all over the place. Um, I don't even know who will listen to this, but I am here to talk about the raw, real shit, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, like I said, we're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about fucking blowjobs. We're going to talk about weed. We're going to talk about men and girls and spirituality, and we're going to talk about good things. Um, so I want to end this message with having your angels, your angels are here to tell you that you have a clear and shield white light on you. You have a clear and shield white light on you. This means you are protected right now. You are safe. Meditate on white light. Fill your body with white light because that white light is your angels. That white light is that is the universe. That white light is God. Whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in, if you don't believe anything, I respect that too. But there is a white light around you right now. And there's a white light around me. And we are only going to get bigger and better. And we are growing. And we are powerful. And you're stepping into your power. You're stepping into your divine feminine power. I love you, my love bugs. I hope this is what... This is okay. (laughs) I'm just doing this for fun. I this is a good way for me to vent also, but I love you. I am sending you love and light. So much love and light. I'm so sorry for construction. If you can hear that right now, I'm sending you, like I said, so much love and light. This is so weird. I'm so thankful for every single one of you so much. Bye-bye.